Welcome to our special Toowoomba Chamber podcast, and we're chatting to candidates for the upcoming groom by-election. Candidates will give us a little five-minute pitch, and we'll ask one specific question about the small business community. And our first cab off the rank, uh, can we welcome an old friend of the Chamber, uh, Chris Mybush. Um, how are you? I'm good, mate. So uh, uh, welcome uh, back to Political Life, another run. We're excited by that. Obviously, you love it. But without further ado, shall I hand over to you to give your five-minute pitch? Great. Thanks, Todd. And thanks to the Chamber for, for organising this event, perhaps a unique event um, in uh, Toowoomba. And I uh, welcome the opportunity of, of a podcast and a longer form discussion. Can I start with uh, uh, a, a little story that, Todd, you probably heard me, heard me say before, but your listeners may not have heard. And that is um, my background. In 1998, when Ian McFarlane was um, first elected to groom here, um, he uh, the, the second range crossing had been mooted for a number of years and there was no money there's no money why because we're a safe liberal seat and there's no way no at that stage a safe country party seat under tom mcveigh senior and there was no money for it and in 2007 i kevin rudd and i came along and we decided to run against ian mcfarland who was then the ministry uh industry minister here in Groom, and we got a, a fairly significant swing against him, and we managed to uh, make Groom a marginal seat, and then we got onto the the national agenda that we started to uh, get attention, and after that, um, both state and federal governments secured the funding for the second range crossing. So that's that's a little story just to explain the purpose of my campaign here because what we're looking at is to get our fair share for Groom, fair share of infrastructure funding, but fair share of what I call the community infrastructure that we need to develop here. Um, then fast forward to the last month, I think it was, the 7th of October, and we had the federal budget handed down. What was the chronicle headline the next morning, Todd? Do you remember it? Toowoomba misses out. And if there was any reason for me to put my hand up to run in this campaign, it was that headline, and we need to get our fair share for Groom. That's your pitch, your fair, a fair share for Groom. Is that the tagline of the campaign? Absolutely. You, have, you, you haven't seen my, my how to votes that started this morning at pre-polling. That is absolutely our tagline. But we have, we have to get our fair share for the infrastructure that's outstanding here. The major infrastructure that I'm uh, aware of, and it's perhaps off the radar, is the, the mandatory upgrade of our two major dams here. The council is looking for at least $200 million $200 million to upgrade both Kuby and Crestbrook because they're aged facilities and we have uh, flood threats there that that needs significant work on and there isn't money, any money budgeted so the federal governments will have to stump up. And if, we, if we're a marginal seat, then we'll have that funding. In terms of what I referred to before was that that, that 
community infrastructure. I, and once again, um, your partner and our partner, The Chronicle here, has done a real expose on failures in our aged care system here in our community. And it's, it's a failure of an age, these aging facilities where we have very poor staffing ratios. That is the number of nurses, the number of enrolled nurses and, and assistants per patient. And it's a federal government responsibility and they're missing in action. And if, in fact, we, um, we get our fair, get, fair go here in Groom, then we should be getting funding to improve the quality and service delivery of our aged care facilities. Chris, uh, obviously the fair share slogan, and we've talked about infrastructure, um, key parts you've just talked about is water uh, and the community infrastructure. Is there any other things you think the Toowoomba um, and the region needs its fair share for? Yeah, the... The, the, the figures show us that there's over 8,000 uh, job seekers here in our region that receiving job seeker. And there is concerns that that is, um, that is masking the real level of job seekers uh, here in our community. And I understand from my, my discussions out in the community that they're predominantly female. So we really need to have a focus on employment generating opportunities here for the female Females, the, the ladies, the women in our community who have lost their work in hospitality or in uh, tourism or, or in, um, in the caring roles there, we need to focus on that, manufa- uh, that uh, job creation there. And there is no plan for the federal government. There was no allocation for aged care in the last budget and certainly no allocation for, to address uh, Toowoomba's aged care crisis that we have here. So given that uh, you've talked about infrastructure, you've talked about jobs and are dealing with that, is there one final issue, if you had your top three, um, that you think Groom should get their fair share for? Well, I, I, I think that the, the real thrust of it, and I appreciate that um, – Everyone likes talking about the the big big asset infrastructure plans that that we need to call on. But my whole campaign is about community. You you know from my work in Save Mount Lofty that I focus on the community. The people make this this city. The people make this region, and that's where the focus needs to be in in uh, getting our fair share, not necessarily our fair share in, infrastructure, in the, the big ticket items, but the, 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 the capital into our communities here. Okay, Chris, so let me ask you uh, one last question. What do you promise to do for small businesses if you are elected? Well, small business relies on money washing through our economy. And we have at the moment a proposal from the Morrison government to wind back uh, job seeker payments from the end of December. And we know that job seeker money being paid for job seeker is going to those most uh, at risk in our community. So any money that they get is spent, and that's jobs. That's jobs. If they spend money, that's, that's spent in our local businesses. So we need to ensure that that job seeker is maintained. 
Now, everyone knows that $40 a day is not going to support anyone that can't find employment, who's on, on a disability uh, benefit or other benefits. But we can't be chopping, arbitrarily been chopping $100 off job seeker payments. Why? Not only for those benefit recipients, but for small business in Toowoomba, because when, the, when that money gets spent, that's cash in the bank account of your members, the small business members of the Toowoomba Chamber. So that's, that is my absolute focus that if elected, I'll be ensuring that that, um, that the message there that we need to maintain job seeker is pushed in Canberra. Thanks, Chris. And good luck with your fair share for groom campaign. Thanks, Todd. And it's been great to uh, talk with you again. Our second guest today is Craig Farquharson. Welcome, Craig. Thank you very much. So we'll just head straight to you, Craig, and you can give us your five-minute pitch. Okay, well, um, my name's Craig Stuart Farquharson. I was uh, born in Dolby, and then slightly, slightly after being born, I uh, we moved to Toowoomba. I'm the uh, fourth of six generations of Farquharson and Luck family that uh, – were the pioneers of the the uh, Oakey, Dolby, Bittiston region, certainly the Groom region anyway, not all of it obviously, but certainly a, a good part of it. My father worked at Napier's and the Foundry in his early days. I attended Centenary Heights and Rangeville schools and, and uh, all my school life was here in Toowoomba. So I have known Toowoomba for a long, long time, some 55 years. I uh, started my uh, apprenticeship uh, in my working life after s- school as a apprentice chef at Lord's Restaurant in uh, the old Bell Street Arcade. As mentioned, I had my own landscaping and, and bobcat hire business. We, after finishing that, we moved back to Toowoomba and I took up a position as a military contractor, mainly in the Middle East and uh, worked there for a, uh, a, a long time. Uh, I came back and uh, started a business in Toowoomba in 2018. So the reason why I decided to run for the groom by-election and in particular for the Liberal Democrats, a few reasons and very serious reasons. One of them is a lived experience of government overreach and bullying, trying to lock down small businesses like myself. And I'm not meaning COVID lockdown, I'm meaning lockdown in red tape. We are As small businesses, we are being strangled with red, green and blue tape. The government are taxing us to death. We are the second highest tax country in the modern world. That is just out of control. Uh, They are taking us for granted and we are just being used as a piggy bank. Now, I understand that taxes need to be raised, but waste needs to be addressed. My platform is in four critical areas. Those are to reduce red, green, blue tape regulation licenses to do businesses that are slowing business down and increasing the costs. An example, complex vehicle modifications that are based on the STEM system had a federal regulation that covered them all. They have now been taken to between the states and territories. So a modification specialist now has to employ more people in his office to look after the regulations than people are that work on the floor doing the actual modifications themselves. Another issue, 
Let's take Ackland Stage 3 as an example. It has been on the books for 12 years and tied up in green tape, resulting in the massive loss of jobs for businesses. I have personal friends and families that have lost jobs through this. You would think after 12 years, this would have been sorted out. And after 36 years of a coalition government, that it would, would have been sorted out. Another platform is the blue tape imposed by the monopoly unions and unrealistic awards Australia is becoming made to be uncompetitive in most secondary industries. Businesses with under 20 employees should be exempt from awards and need more competition in the union movement to better represent regional blue-collar workers. Infrastructure and development is a big issue. In 36 years of the Liberal National Party in the Groom area, we have an Oki bypass, we have a Toowoomba bypass and a few other cosmetic investments. You would think that after 36 years of, uh, of government, we would expect to see more than that. I've lived here, as I mentioned, 55 years and in 55 years I have not seen a lot of federally funded projects that have happened. Uh, We are in desperate need of a Gore Highway double lane and a Warrego Highway double lane. The Gore Highway to the border and the Warrego Highway to Roma or to Charleville. That is essential. With infrastructure, this region is a big user of STEM, which is science, technology, engineering and maths. In agriculture, horticulture, mining resources, manufacturing, etc., we do have not have a data drought thanks to the FKG and the Pulse Data Centre where we have Tier 3 storage. Groom has a connectivity problem. The NBN is effectively a half-done operation. Uh, we've got half of Toowoomba that has correct NBN, proper NBN. We've got half of Toowoomba that has copper to node. We need an open market to to innovative people to give us better solutions to the NBN. Another point I'd like to bring up is the government waste, which is frightening. Excluding the PBS and Medicare schemes, the Commonwealth Health Department cost $1.2 billion, yet they do not own or operate a single hospital, do not employ a health practitioner. Why do they need this all? This is over and above the actual cost of the health system. So there is $1.2 billion being wasted somewhere in the depths of the federal system. The Commonwealth Education Department costs $238 million, yet they do not own or operate any schools, TAFE colleges or universities. They do not employ any teaching staff or support people. Why do they use this amount of money? These are questions that need to be asked. Should the uh, Council of Australian Governments not be doing something about this and start to work better to solve this $1.4 billion plus hole? Personal responsibilities of people. Humans are resilient and responsible. The government does not know what is best for me or my family, so they should reverse off these restrictions on us and constant intrusions in our lives need to stop. A prime example is vaping. The government has access to global science showing the benefits of vaping, yet want to ban it or make it so difficult and convoluted 
I, I had a customer come in uh, the day before yesterday. She had gone to the doctor. She had gotten her script. She came into the shop absolutely bewildered. She was under the impression that she got her script. She would come in. She would get be able to get her nicotine to give up her, her cigarettes. But no, the government system is not like that. It is out of control. There is no system. In a nutshell, I'm a candidate for groom by-election because of the two-party duopoly has not performed and we need to make them more accountable to you, the taxpayer. Okay, so, so Craig, uh, thank you for that uh, interesting and I think quite inspiring um, talk about what you see as the challenges and opportunities uh, for groom um, and your long history here. What do you promise to do for small businesses in Toowoomba and the surrounding areas if you are elected? Well, one thing that I can absolutely assure every single candidate in the groom area is that I will be 100% accessible and I would not be sitting here talking to you if I had been listened to in the start. That is the driving force of me running for this by-election. I will accept, be accessible and I will listen to you. I will, will work towards having less government in their life so you can flourish. I would not be here if they had answered my emails. I will push the coalition to reduce the red, green and blue tape for businesses, especially small business. Regulations are critical. Businesses employing less than 20 people need exemption from restrictive awards. I will lobby for private public excuse me sorry I will lobby for public private partnerships to accelerate the inland rail project project and the dual lanes for the Gore and Warrego highways those are absolute essentials for this region Toowoomba is the hub of the greater Darling Downs and this is where everything is going out from. We have a major international airport thanks to Wagner's, which in time could potentially be open to take passengers. I swear that I will make the government more fiscally responsible. One area is tobacco. 17.4 billion excise taken that delivers the government 3 billion surplus over the direct health costs caused by tobacco smoking. And I will never ever vote for increases in tax, nor will I vote for any reduction in personal or business freedom. It's great having you here today. It was great hearing the views and what you're going to stand up for, Groom, in the by-election. And um, We wish you all the best of luck and we hope to talk to you again soon. Thank you very much and thank you very much, everybody, for listening to me and uh, I will be a loud voice for the electorate of Groom. I swear to that. Thank you. I'm happy to say that I'm now joined by Sandra Jepcott from the Sustainable Australia Party. Uh, Sandra, um, you know what we're doing here. You've got uh, five minutes now to pitch to the voters of Green. So over to you. Thank you, Todd, for this. Um, my name's Sandra Jepcott, as you've just heard. Uh, from, I'm the Australia Sustainable Australia Party candidate for the Green by-election. Um, thank you to the Toowoomba Chamber of Commerce for the opportunity to address the Toowoomba business community. I acknowledge the traditional owners of the Toowoomba area, Guy Adwell and the Jarrawea peoples, 
Sustainable Australia Party is an independent community movement from the political centre with a positive plan for an economically, environmentally and socially sustainable Australia. We believe in an evidence-based approach to policy, not an extreme left or right by ideology. I'm a veterinarian and farmer and live on a 4,000 hectare property west of Toowoomba. Toowoomba is my social, business and healthcare centre. I emphasise healthcare because I have suffered several major injuries while working with horses, typical of horses, that required care in Toowoomba hospitals. Thank you to, to Toowoomba hospitals. My tertiary education includes an MBA from Bond University as well as my veterinary, veterinary degree from the University of Queensland. My extensive veterinary experience has been achieved throughout Australia, including Queensland, Northern Territory and South Australia, and overseas in PNG and Russia. I was nominated for Queensland Rural Women of the Year a few years ago. I have a strong volunteering background, including involvement with the Bush Heritage, Australian Veterinary Association and Ag Force, the Queensland Rural Representative Body. I believe that the Groom by-election offers voters an opportunity to send a message to the two major parties that we're not happy with business-as-usual politics, including rampant overdevelopment and systemic political corruption that negatively impacts on the environment. In Groom, Sustainable Australia Party is campaigning to, one, protect our environment, including better managing Toowoomba water security, including through lower wastage, um, acting on climate change and preserving Toowoomba's limited green space. Two, stop overdevelopment, including saving Mount Lofty's pristine escarpment from housing development, protecting prime agricultural land around Toowoomba from housing sprawl, better planning for Toowoomba's flood and bushfire-prone geography, including proper community consultation, infrastructure provision, and lower population growth, and supporting an environmentally appropriate route for inland rail. And three, stop corruption, including establishing a federal anti-corruption commission to remove the undue influence of vested interests, including property developers, stopping all property developer donations, stopping foreign ownership of our farms, housing and land, and there's much more to our policy agenda. SAP's full policy platform can be found on the website sustainableaustralia.org.au forward slash policies. That is awesome, Sandra. Thank you so much for sharing that with uh, hopefully the many listeners from this podcast and the Toowoomba community. Now, Sandra, there uh, obviously, as you said, uh, we are the Toowoomba Chamber. So what do you promise to do for small businesses in Toowoomba and the surrounding areas if you are elected? Thank you for asking me that question. The Australian Sustainable Australia Party supports secure jobs for a more diverse economy. We believe that Australia's economy is too narrowly focused on housing and mining. Both are important industries but should not dominate an economy and cannot grow endlessly without major environmental impacts, which will be not only affect the environment, but will affect socially and financially. We therefore need to diversify both nationally and locally in Toowoomba. 
we support a simpler and fairer tax system that redirects tax concessions away from property speculation and back into our factory farms and small businesses. SAP would phase out tax concessions for property speculation, including negative gearing and capital gains tax concessions, and instead offer tax concessions to regional manufacturing and agricultural businesses. Overall, this would shift Australia's economic investment away from city-based property speculation back into productive assets in regional Australia. Sustainable Australia Party recognises that small business is the backbone of our economy. Sustainable Australia Party supports the reducing of unnecessary red tape, compliance costs and regulations, and thereby to deliver a fairer marketplace for small and medium-sized businesses in regional Australia. Specific initiatives would include implementing standard maximum 30-day payment requirements for invoices to government and big business, instant write-off for small business assets under 30000 as a permanent policy. I realise that the government now has extended it to 150000 but it finishes in July 2021. We will extend it beyond that for businesses' assets under 30000 and we will negotiate with... Um, local governments and and communities. Having an effect test in competition policy to protect small businesses from misuse of market power. Major initiative of SAP is to establish government job guarantee programs that includes opportunities for environmental, health and education industries in regional communities. This would be funded by the federal government and administered at local government area with significant opportunities to gain contracts and involvement for small businesses. If elected, I look forward to working with the local council, put these policies, local councils, to put these policies in place and support jobs in regional Queensland. Thank you for the, this opportunity. That's uh, a very, um, obviously you've thought about uh, small business. Obviously, you are part of the small business community from the land, is that correct? Yes. Well, you know all about it. I've struggled through the drought, so I... <laughs> You're fully aware of the issues and implications of not supporting the small business community. And also the major effect of water. I mean, water is a critical component of any business. I mean, it's a big component of farming, but any business, most businesses use a reasonable amount of water. So if you don't have water, you're struggling. Well, that's right. Can I say, Sandra, uh, the Trumba Chamber is delighted to have you as part of this podcast for the candidate for the Groom by-election coming up soon. And the Trumba Chamber, as does with all its candidates, wishes you the best of luck and good luck with your campaigning and good luck on the day. Well, thank you very much. And our final candidate to chat today is Garth, uh, who's representing the Liberal National Party. So, Garth, you know what the rules are. There's a, You have a pitch, and then I have a specific question that I'd like to ask you in relation to the small business community after your pitch. So, over to you. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me here. Well, it, uh, it's our businesses that are responsible for creating the vast majority of local jobs. And local businesses, especially small businesses, are the lifeblood of our communities. 
If I'm fortunate enough to be the next member for Groom, I look forward to having a very close working relationship with the Chamber, just as John McVeigh and Ian McFarlane did. By way of background, I'm an engineer by trade. I won't hold that against you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're, not, we're not all boring. <laughs> There's always exceptions to the rule. That's good. Politicians too. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, in recent years, I've had the experience uh, of delivering water infrastructure in the Middle East, tube stations and an airport terminal in London, and mining projects in Australia. Although fairly new to politics, uh, I'm used to problem solving and working with people to make sure projects get delivered. I'd like to take the same approach uh, as your federal member. Uh, 2020 has been a very difficult year for our regions and for all Australians, and clearly our key priority right now is rebuilding our economy and supporting local jobs. As we recover, we need an element of stability. Our communities also need a strong voice within the Morrison government. The Prime Minister and the LNP have provided strong leadership throughout this pandemic. In Groom, around 4,700 businesses have been supported by JobKeeper. Around the same number have also benefited from cash flow boost payments. A number of other measures uh, will further help our economic recovery. A new JobMaker hiring credit uh, provides an incentive of up to $200 a week for employers who hire a new worker aged 16 to 35. A 50% wage subsidy is available to businesses who employ a new apprentice or trainee. And around 18,000 local businesses are eligible for the expanded asset write-off, which has been very well received. This will help to unlock investment and create jobs by helping businesses immediately deduct the full cost of eligible assets. Uh, recently, the Morrison government has legislated additional tax relief, which benefits over 65,000 local workers in Groom. This also benefits local businesses because when workers can keep more of their money, it flows through local economies. This in turn supports jobs. We're investing heavily in infrastructure, including the historic inland rail project. This 1,800-kilometre rail project from Melbourne to Brisbane will deliver significant benefits to our region, making Toowoomba a freight and logistics hub. Inland rail is expected to generate around 7,200 jobs in Queensland and add around $7 billion to the state's economy. With freight forecasts to increase by nearly 60% over 20 years, this project will deliver huge benefits for our farmers. CSIRO estimates an average transport saving of around $76 per tonne. With double-stack trains uh, removing around 110 trucks from the roads, Inland Rail will also reduce pressure on the Warrego Highway. The LNP government has a strong track record delivering infrastructure for our region, having recently invested over $1 billion on Toowoomba's second range crossing. We're now making improvements to other local roads, including upgrades and floodproofing of the Warrego Highway, an upgrade to the New England Highway at Kabala, sorry, and fixing local road black spots. If I'm elected, I'll listen and fight for the roads and upgrades we need for our future. I'm also committed to working with council and other stakeholders on a long-term plan for water security that identifies what our future needs will be, and then to look at specific projects that could improve usage or deliver more water for our region. As your local representative, I'll be a champion for key industries and employers in our region, including our farmers, the Ackland Mine, our defence bases, our growing transport and logistics sector, and of course our small businesses. After working in different parts of the world in, in 2016, uh, my family moved to Toowoomba, my wife's hometown, because this is such a great place to raise our kids. Like many locals, I'm involved as a volunteer, coaching my son's junior rugby team, and as a member of my local rural fire brigade. Like members of the chamber, I'll always support our community groups and volunteers. This is a wonderful community. I want to make sure there are jobs and opportunities for the next generation. The support... I'll listen and work hard every day to get things done. By working together, we can rebuild our economy and ensure a bright future for our region. Thanks, Garth. Well, there's a few commitments there which, you know, the Chamber will uh, knock on your door and have plenty of discussions and conversations with I'd hope so, that. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, that's what we do, the independent voice of business. Well, what do you promise to do for small businesses in Toowoomba and the surrounding areas if you were elected? Look, the, um, 
almost very much to to fight hard to to keep a strong economy and to grow a strong economy and groom. That's uh, clearly been the objective of the Morrison government this year as we've come out of the worst uh, economic crisis since the Great Depression. Um, and I, I ran through some of these issues before, but we've all saw uh, how much JobKeeper um, helped local businesses in the area, helped keep people employed, helped keeping food on tables. Uh, we've seen tax relief delivered to workers, to small business. We'll continue to do that. I think what's uh, that's what that, and that's what we've been. That's what's happened. What's what's ahead of us? We've, we we have interesting things like this uh, job maker hiring credit, um, sp- specifically designed to encourage business to employ young people, bring young people into in, into work, and it's such a, a crucial thing to get people in, uh, young people into employment early in their careers. Um, these 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 measures are designed to create a strong economy, to support a strong economy, and I, I absolutely commit to working towards that. All right, Garth. Well. You're one of all. Can I thank you um, for your time today? Um, we do appreciate it. Uh, and like we do with all candidates, we wish you good luck on the 28th of November. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure to be here. There you go, Toowoomba community and the Toowoomba business community. Now heard from the four candidates who are running for Groom. A very special chamber thank you to the four people running for the seat of Groom. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Sandra. Thank you, Garth. All of them providing you with alternatives in both policy and background. I hope that has been informative. I hope you, this, take on board their comments when you vote. Remember, Chamber is the independent voice of business in Toowoomba. Leave it up to you to make the decision who to vote for, who is best for business in Groom.